the comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now, here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. I'm calling the angels down. I'm storming the gates of hell. Tell the devil he don't own my soul. I'm taking back what the enemy stole. I'm raising the battle cry. I'm holding the banner high. With the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm taking back what the enemy stole. Uh, Water's Edge Church in 196th and Harrison here in town. We're, we're starting a new show because it's a new year. And I guess this is my New Year's resolution. I didn't think about that. But my New Year's resolution is to help you understand that the devil's coming for you. He has taken things from us for thousands and thousands of years. And it's time to put our foot down with the Holy Spirit leading the way and to and saying, Take it all back. We, we don't want you anymore. And it's spiritual warfare. It's about Ouija boards and witches. No, they're not. That's not what it's about. It's about God's will and everything else. And you and I get to choose how much of everything else we want to uh, use. Now, you've got a bunch of different things written down here. Uh, thanks for doing this stuff, too. On some of the ways that Satan uh, keeps us busy so we don't have time to praise God. Yeah, so last week we <clears throat> looked at some of the you know early ones. We looked at addictions. We looked at materialism. One of the things that I uh, one of the things I see in the world today is like there's so much busyness and and so much distraction. So the other day, for example, I was driving home from church and I was on 192nd Harrison Street, and <clears throat> I was stopped at the red light, and this big white SUV was like coming up behind me. And it was coming in way too fast. And I'm like, I just, you know, I got a little car and I was just, I, I started to brace. I mean, I thought the driver was going to hit me. And, you know, she saw that I was there. She saw the light was red. She slammed on her brakes. And I'm guessing she wasn't overly close. I mean, it was close. It was like within probably five or 10 feet. But <clears throat> so I looked up and, like, you know, she had her phone right in front of her face. And, oh. you know, she was distracted. Now, like, Mac, you had a very negative reaction to that. Um, like, you know, here's this distracted driver, and, like, we don't put up with that. But I think there's so many of us that are walking around, like, totally distracted most all the time, um, you know, from the goal of, like, loving God well and loving others well. Um, and distraction, it's become so much more prevalent even, like, in the last 10 to 15 years. Like, I sent my, I think I sent my first text message, like, in 2005, um, I'm guessing I joined Facebook like in 2010 or something like that. This is all within just like the last couple decades. Oh, yeah. and, and like, I mean, either of us can find out what is going on in the world right now. We can find out what our cl high school classmates were doing. There's so much like distraction. And then like busyness on top of that. 
Um, Satan loves when we're busy. Uh, he loves nothing more than full schedules. Too busy. Yeah, too busy. Um, you know, Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are tired and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest for your souls. And, like, we have this idea that busyness is uh, equal to importance. And there's so many of us that are busy with things that aren't overly important. It does make us important. It just makes us busy. It makes us distracted. And Satan loves when we're busy and distracted because, like, you can't think of a time in your life, I can't think of a time in my life, where I've been totally overwhelmed with the responsibilities of the world. I've been totally distracted with unimportant things and also in a close uh, relationship with God. Yeah, you know, in, with distractions. So I'm, I'm going to take a middle ground here on this because mm-hmm. so many people are putting distractions in front of us. Yeah. Like our newborn babies. They're mm-hmm. in the back seat. You can't put a child seat in the front seat. No. And the baby's crying or the kids are in the back seat. You, I mean, I, my mom and dad always looked at me in the rearview mirror and then turned around. Cell phones, obviously, are just incredible the way they've consumed our time and mm-hmm. uh i heard i heard something the other day that um our students grade level in the last 20 years has dropped significantly because they don't know how to talk to a person mm. i can see that yeah yeah they only know how to talk to uh this machine this phone that they're comfortable with and the machine usually doesn't come back and tell you what you ought to be doing but here's another thing I don't know how many times I see someone, not just women, mm-hmm. grooming themselves at mm-hmm. a stoplight. Yeah. Putting on makeup, uh, shaving. Every once in a while I see a guy shaving. Don't think that that's because you think you need to shave. It's Satan telling you, oh, if you don't, if you don't shave, you know, you're not going to look cool and you won't be one of the group. Um, I think it's important that we realize that Satan is trying to win the war, and he's not going to get it done. But he is constantly trying to mess up whatever it is that you and God have going on. Um, We see that for Christmas every year. Mm -hmm. Now, I did not do a lot of Christmas shopping this year, so I avoided all the malls and the expensive places. And I must admit, I had a better Christmas. Yeah, there's no correlation to how much money you spend and the quality of your Christmas. It's probably actually a reverse correlation. I think the simpler the Christmas is and the more we can focus on the gospel stuff, the less on the consumerism, um, I'm guessing that most all of us will have a better Christmas that way. I was thinking of the story about uh, Mary and Martha, for example. Um, and it's here where Jesus actually uses the word distracted. So remember that uh, Martha is getting the the house ready for jesus you know she's cleaning she's john 11 got the couscous and the baklava and like the lamb and like she's getting ready for this feast it's like what she was so jesus you know he's getting ready to die at this point i mean he knew his days were numbered and i'm guessing like in the last days of someone's life like the quality of the food and the condition of the bathroom isn't going to be overly important. It's really just like the quality time that we get to spend with people. So Martha complains that Mary's at Jesus's feet, worshiping and relating to him. And and Jesus, he comes down hard on Martha. He he says, you know, Martha, you're. And the word he uses, he says, you're distracted. Um, 
you know, with uh, the unimportant things. You know, so she had a chance to sit at the feet of Jesus. And instead of doing that, she chose something different. And Satan absolutely loved that. Satan loved that she had this need to have this really clean house. And now I like a clean house. I like to cook really good food. Um, you know, so in a way, I get where Martha's coming from. She was offering and showing hospitality. But that's not what Jesus needed at the moment. What Jesus needed at the moment wasn't hospitality, but just like really like um, this form of emotional intimacy. Like, let's just be fully present together. I'm gonna yeah. die. I'm gonna die soon, and uh, I don't care if I have lamb or some leftover, you know, couscous or rice. Um, I just want to talk to you. I want to be present with you. I want to. I want to, you know, love you and be loved by you. Craig Finistead is my guest. He is the senior pastor at. Water's Edge, 196th and Harrison, and we're kicking off a whole new year. We're not getting rid of the view from a pew, what does the Bible say about this, or uh, Theo coming in and doing the Roman road. That'll all still be done for you and for the listeners, and for hopefully you'll enjoy that. But I wanted to do something really different uh, in 24, and it was driven by the fact that I've got a Roku channel now. And it's not up and running. You could probably go and look at it. But it's not up and running yet because we've got a few things that we've got to do. But I want to use this Roku channel to let people know that you are loved. And when you do something wrong, it's it's not you. I mean, I know you made a free will choice. and I, I get that. But you only had two choices, God's or everything else. So we've got to learn to recognize where Satan is. We're not going to punch him in the nose. I'm not going to pick a fight with that guy. But I want to sit back and I want you to learn, for me to learn, us all to learn, that spiritual warfare is not just Ouija boards and witches. Mm. Spiritual warfare is real. It is the constant battle between good and evil, between Jesus and Satan, because Satan wants to take us away from God. That's all he wants to do. Well, God's going to win that war, and he's going to win every battle, but he needs our help. So as we go through and look at some of these other things, um, envy, you have envy down here. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, my gosh. So envy was one of the original ones. Just go back to the story of Cain and Abel, and there's uh, envy and jealousy written all over that one, and Satan had great delight when, you know, one brother killed the other brother. And, you know, he ruined that relationship. He ruined relationships in the future. You know, and in today's world, like, the whole idea of envy and comparison, it's just, it's so, so easy to do. Much easier than it was even, like, 20 years ago. Um, And, like, we don't even make good comparisons. Like, if I'm at home Saturday night, like, uh, you know, cleaning the garage or something like that, I'll log on to Instagram and I'll see that, you know, one person's in Mexico, the other person's in the old market. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so what I'm doing is I'm comparing, like, my average to, like, their extraordinary. Because they're not in Mexico every week. They're not in the old market all the time. You know, sometimes they're the ones who are at home cleaning the bathroom. Um, and I'm the one that's out, you know, doing cool stuff. So our, our comparisons are awful. Um, so we don't do a good job at that. And even if we did a good job, it's a terrible idea because uh, envy is really – the way I see it, it's the opposite of gratitude. Mm. Um, it's just, and like in jealousy, I mean, so jealousy is directed at a person. Envy is usually directed, you know, toward an object. But 
like if I'm jealous of somebody, it is going to be impossible for me to love that person. Um, so if I'm grateful for that person and yeah. the abundance they're receiving, then all of a sudden it's really easy for me to love and receive love from them. So Satan loves comparison. Satan loves envy. Satan loves jealousy. Now, what's the commandment, the 10th commandment, thou shall not? Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's cover the neighbor's ox or yeah. whatever it is. Or and the, I had somebody tell what? me once, it may have been you, but the definition of covet is that you you want theirs. You want something yeah. new. You, you've, you, you're satisfied with what you've got. No, you're not. No. You want to go out and get something else and cars or whatever. Now, I did see uh, something... Excuse me, on Facebook about corned beef and uh, Swiss cheese. Oh, yeah, the Reuben sausage I made. That was good stuff. (laughs) It looked good. (laughs) All right, so this program is still called The View from a Pew. It is still live on YouTube and 25 podcast sites. Just go to your podcast and search for The View from a Pew. It's on um, uh, Roku. And uh, it's on YouTube. And the Roku will begin sometime here this month. We're just getting all of our eggs in a basket and making sure that we're going to give you the best possible ministry that we can. So for Craig and myself, Garth, and everybody here at The View from a Pew, thanks for listening. Love my job and couldn't do it without you. Thank you to also Divine Truth Christian Store for being our worldwide sponsor. Find more.